Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy and Romance and all of the delightful places they overlap. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. Which the astute video watchers among you will note uh, is from the coffee shop from Cafe Fina up the road because my new frother hasn't arrived yet. Uh, but we knew it wouldn't be here yet. So the man just went and got me one. I'm running late today. Hi ho, hi ho. Uh, today is Tuesday, January 5th. Um, it's almost 9 a.m. because Jeffy overslept. <laughs> I didn't really oversleep. Oversleep, I think, implies that I slept past the time I was supposed to get up. And long-time watchers among you will know that I uh, don't have a set get-up time. However, I slept until 10 till 7, which is very late for me. Uh, I And I know I was asleep by 9.15 because we got in bed and I was reading and did the thing where I started reading and went, Ooh. so uh, sorry, kicked the uh, tripod there. So yeah, um, it's that hibernation time of year. In fact, I always text my mom a good morning when I wake up because otherwise she's pretty sure I've died during the night. What did we do before I was able to text her first thing in the morning? Um, and she texted me much later and she said, I overslept or I slept in. So it's just that time of year. It's the January thing, right? So uh, today's earrings are fun little bills. And I'm going to hold the microphone, now that I know where it is, up to the bill. Can you hear that? Um, they are these little brass bells that actually ring. I don't know if you can hear it on the Instagram. It's a very light chime, which is good because anything louder right next to your ear would probably be insufferable. Uh, I'm pretty sure these are my mom's also, but ones that she passed off to me a long, long time ago. I think I've been wearing them since college. It's amazing to me how many of my earrings um, are I've had since uh, at least high school, um, high school, college era. So in some ways, the um, the earring retrospective will also be like a Jeffy Life retrospective, which may or may not be interesting, but that sort of goes with the territory. So little bells, um, they're not very, they don't show up much since I have all this long hair, um, but they are still a pleasure because of the little chiming sound. Uh, and they remind me of this story that I read. Um, it was like, I don't know, a science fiction or fantasy story that was probably it would fall more into fantasy. I read it back in the day when I didn't care about genre distinctions. Um, isn't it sad that I care about genre distinctions now? I kind of wish I didn't, but there's life. You know, I'm doing that Faro Feb fantasy romance February thing and they uh, were giving us instructions on posting for it. And they, one of the questions was, uh, tell people what kind of fantasy romance you write. And I was like, I already felt like fantasy romance is pretty drilled down to a specific subgenre. So I don't know. Um, I'm not sure how to answer that. You guys tell me what kind of fantasy romance do I write? 
Well, I say the good kind. <laughs> That's just wrong, isn't it? Because uh, that implies there's a bad kind and there isn't. Uh, sometimes I don't know how to answer these questions. It's just like, you know, laughing when uh, Leslie Penelope called me a friend of the podcast because it's just, I don't know, some things just strike me as kind of bizarre. Um, I don't always understand what other people are talking about. Uh, this is this is me being the, the, the aspect of me that lurks by the potted palm at parties because uh, I've always felt like, you know, like ever since high school, did you guys feel this way? Like in high school, like, like everybody understood something, some kind of um, set of rules or dynamics that somehow you had just like never gotten the playbook for. That that was always how I felt. It's like, um, how did you guys decide that like cheerleading is the most important cool thing? <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't understand. I was a cheerleader very briefly when I was like 10, you know, it was sort of, um, you know, like that, oh, I don't know, optional activity thing. I think it was something for the girls to do while the boys played football. And um, and it just always seemed like the stupidest thing. Like we had to learn these cheers, you know, like go team. Woo, woo. And I never quite got what I was supposed to be doing. So uh, that's the, the aspect, those of us who feel like maybe we've been adopted by human society, right? Anyway. Uh, this story that I read, I have never been able to find again. And I even asked on the Safwa forums once if anyone recognized it and uh, nobody did. So I'm sure I didn't make it up, but it was a really cool idea because it was this group of people and the, like the priestess was very special because she had like extrasensory capabilities. She was, she had this ability that nobody else had. And one of the, you know, like some of the things she could do was she knew if something was happening far away and she knew if somebody was coming up behind her. And so it was very spooky and magical. And one of the, uh, her, her badge of office, as it were, were little gold bells on her ears. And by the end of the story, you realize that her extra sense is that she can hear and everybody else is deaf, which I know, you know, it's not a, uh, it's not a new thing. You know, it's sort of like that. I don't even know who said it, the quote, um, you know, in the land of the blind, the man who can see is king. Um, of course it has to be a man, but it was a very, um, it was mind blowing for me at the time. I'm pretty sure I was a teenager and I was like, that's super cool to think in terms of that. Like if you have this sense that nobody else has, even if it's one that we take for granted, that that becomes magical. It was one of the first times I really encountered the idea that what we think of as magical is simply something that is a different or unusual ability. So little bells. So let's see. Um, it seemed like I was going to tell you guys something else. Oh, I was going to tell you something about sleeping. Uh, it was funny because I did wake up at like a little after five and I was thinking about getting up then. And one of the first things I do when I wake up in the morning is I reach over and I pull on these, um, compression gloves. I should show them to you guys sometimes, but I pull on these compression gloves because you're supposed to wear them for like 
20 minutes in the morning and it helps prevent arthritis and keeps your hands in good working order. And of course, my hands are uh, practically national artifacts, right? You know, walk around with the glass globe around my hands uh, because I don't want to have to learn dictation. I will if I have to. I'm keeping my hands healthy as much as possible. So I wake up. I actually have some mascara on my hand. Does that help with arthritis? I don't know. I have to take it off. I must have like slopped some around. So I woke up and pulled on my compression gloves and then, and I started to read a little bit. A lot of times I'll start reading for a few minutes and before I can persuade myself to get up. I'm a, I'm a slow wake upper and I was so sleepy. I went back to sleep and that's when I didn't wake up until 10 till seven. And at that point I was very groggy. I was like, Oh, I felt refreshed. I felt good. But I, you know how it is when you sleep really hard and at an unexpected time. And so I was kind of feeling zombie like and, and, uh, it reminded me of this, uh, roommate I had when I was in graduate school, she was from Ohio, which is relevant only in that she had this very unfamiliar cultural ethic. As far as I was concerned, um, she sort of came from this, uh, I don't think she grew up on a literal farm, but she came from a farming family and she had all of these uh, sort of mores about working that I did not share. And she would pop them out from time to time that, you know, again, would sort of make me cock my head in confusion. And she would, I remember at one point having slept long and saying that, commenting that I was groggy. And she said, well, maybe you slept too much. And I was like, slept too much. And she's like, yes. She says, getting too much sleep is just as bad as not getting enough sleep. This is what I mean about like the odd Midwestern uh, work mentality or something. Because, I mean, we were both grad students in physiology and I've studied sleep and so forth. And I don't think there is such a thing as sleeping too much. You know, certainly there are cases of like chronic depression, which can manifest as sleeping all the time. But I don't think our bodies make us sleep too much. I guess maybe if you had like a real disorder, but I think that for the most part, we are, um, we are chronically sleep deprived as a culture. And so even though I'm sort of berating myself a little bit for sleeping so long at the same time, I think it's really good for me. Because I did finish out Golden Griffin and the Bear Prince yesterday. It's all done. Um, Kareen, Assistant Kareen is putting together arcs. If any of you want an arc, cover reveal is tomorrow. Release day is the 25th. Um, feel free to comment to me if you want an arc uh, here or on the blog or, you know, you know how to find me. Uh, let me know if you uh, will review and talk it up. You can have an arc. You have to say nice things. At least make things up. Lies. Total lies is fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm really happy to get that book out to the proofreader. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, we should be on target for uploading and so forth. And woohoo. Woohoo. 
So now I'm going to start revising Dark Wizard. Yes, I know I have not written up anything yet for you guys about it. I needed to get my head out of Golden Griffin first and now transition over because they are two totally different worlds. Um, even different, I don't want to say different voices, but different different themes, different tones. Maybe different tone is, is the way. That Dark Wizard is obviously a bit darker. You can even hear it in the title. The Golden Griffin, The Dark Wizard. Um, but I'm excited to get back into revising Dark Wizard, but I have decided that dun, 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 I am taking a day off between, a day off of writing. I am going to catch up on all of my businessy things. And I'm going to, this is part of the new program where I'm trying to at least put a little bit more room in my schedule. Um, you know, I, a long time ago, I used to have this fantasy. I heard about some writer who would like, and of course, this is in the olden days when you didn't have to have books out all the time, uh, but they would like take a month off between books to travel, you know, and like go on a cruise or go to their chateau or, you know, over their villa overlooking the Mediterranean. I would like to do that. Wouldn't we all like to do that? So that's my ultimate goal is to take more time off between books. I'm starting with baby steps that I'm doing like a day or two between. Yesterday counted as like a half day because I only uh, went over it for a couple of hours and then I put together, you know, like my front matter and back matter and all of that sort of thing. So, and then I took care of, I got bills paid. I got the finances caught up. So today I need to do the rest of the crunching of royalties and of your royalties uh, I need to um, do some, just some stuff with like setting up some pre-orders and keywords and all of those publishing things. So I'm not really, I'm taking a day off as a writer and working as a publisher. I suppose that's how it goes. And that's, uh, that's part of the self-publisher life, right? That's another reason why we don't get to like take a month off and go to our villa in the Mediterranean not only because there's a global pandemic and we can't travel to the Mediterranean right now uh, and because we don't have villas, what's up with that? Uh, <laughs> surely we could get one on VRBO, right? Let's all just rent a VRBO and go to the Mediterranean. I, this should totally be a thing. We can call it a writer's retreat. We'll have um, pool boys bring us drinks and write it off. I think this could totally happen. So, so it's, oh, that, I mean, writers who could do that were, you know, basically living on the traditional publishing teat, right? And being a self-publisher, you know, you wear a lot of hats. And so for me, it's going to feel really good to just catch up on some of these businessy things and clear out my to-do list. So on that note, I think that I will move out, move on, get to work. I it's after nine. <laughs> I already told Dorinda I was running late yet again. So I need to get back on schedule. Um, just because I like being on schedule. It helps me with productivity. I do. I am a believer in uh, maintaining a schedule for productivity because otherwise you do tend to slide and slide and slide. But um, yeah, that's sleeping too much. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Excuse me.
Are there any more? Maybe not. Nope, that might have been a one-off. Uh, so, First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And now I have something in my eye. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those mornings. There, I popped out my contact. It still feels like there's a lash in there or something. <laughs> that sneeze blew it in there. All right. You will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And uh, I will talk to you all on Thursday. Look for that cover reveal tomorrow. I want to hear what you think. You all take care. Bye-bye.